Hi friends, I'm Andy Sell, and these are the people we know. I can't just turn and then it on. Hate yourself, yeah. <laughs> for twenty minutes. Hey, everybody! Welcome to People We Know, the podcast where real people get enthused about fictional people. See, I changed it up and made it my own. Um, I'm John. That was good. That was like an NPR voice, John. <laughs> Hi, everybody! Welcome to People We Know. <laughs> no, uh, I'm 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 not Andy. I'm John. Um, Andy's in Denver, I think. I don't even know right now. He's in. Yeah. He's on tour. That yeah. motherfucker. He's a road comic, right? Living the dream. Yeah. Driving a Corolla, <laughs> sleeping in microtels. <laughs> yeah, that is the dream, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, n- tomorrow night he's doing a wrestling and comedy show. Really? You want to talk about jealous? Yeah, that's awesome. It's gonna like he's so gonna wrestle, or is he gonna talk about wrestling? He's he's actually doing commentary during pro wrestling matches. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's oh, that's it's, perfect for Andy. Too. It's gonna be so cool. Yeah, uh, I really really want video of this. Um, but all of that is to say, he ain't here. Um, nope. So instead, you get us, um, <laughs> which, yay. Um, and today, uh, we had a kick-ass dude, um, actually, to peek behind the curtain a little bit. He didn't come over today, because again, Andy's in Denver. He came over a little while ago, a guy named Jeff May, um, funny as hell. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, funnily, met Jeff May about a month before he was coming over here to do this. I was at a burlesque show in Santa Monica. So just randomly? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. At random. I, uh, I, I saw him and he mentioned uh, afterwards that he uh, did the mic at the comedy store. And so I actually asked him if he knew you. Um, and he was like, yeah, I totally know Leah. I'm like, yeah, wow, shit. that's nuts. And I was like, yeah, I produce a podcast. She's on. Um, she and Andy sell. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to be on that podcast. Oh, that's so funny. And I was like, yeah. Not the risk of being forward. You're coming to my house in a month. Um, I didn't know how else to say it. Yeah. Like, you're going to see where I live. Um, guy I just met. Isn't that weird? It's that bizarre. Happened? Yeah. So it was meant to be. Yeah. This mic is... We're, we're creating a weird little comedy nexus like it. Oh, I'm and not then, that tall, John. Okay. This, okay. So wow, you're so smart. That's why you're the sound guy. <laughs> it's true. I'm not meant to be in front of this microphone, everybody. Whatever. Uh, That's why we actually have John in front of the microphone today, because oh. he actually has a winning personality and you never get to hear any of it because he's the guy in the background making it all sound awesome and screaming and, and stuff. making faces that only i can see I'm which acting. is my favorite thing about Act- the whole podcast acting is reacting leo <laughs> <laughs> he has the most expressive face and i only get to see it because yeah. he reacts to crazy things Andy no that's says. i like that it's like a little it's like a buddhist sand painting i'm making back yeah, here like, it's nice it's my favorite it's just some art that like no one's ever gonna see and it's about the act and i don't know there's something profound in there that i yeah I, no I'm, I'm sure. that's good you yeah. work on that and then you come back next week and put in the profoundness <laughs> we'll find some meaning everybody we're gonna talk I, to john today because john uh like i said we don't know a lot about it or you guys don't know a lot about him i feel uh, like you've talked to me you know about yeah. my bouncy ball weirdness yeah uh, we know lots about andy and his liberal guilt oh, his God. white man liberal guilt uh that poor mustachioed feeling <laughs> yeah we don't know anything about john the man behind all the sound and all the technical stuff the man that makes it happen really yeah. his house I, I help. I mean, you guys bring the comics over here, and you guys actually provide yeah, the but content. Yeah, easy. Yeah, 
he gets donuts on Sunday sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to keep the talent happy. I mean, that's my day job is I work in production. And like, yeah. the number one thing that, like one of the things that's, one of the things that's kind of drilled in you is like, you are production and there's production and there's creative. And like, I, my job is to accommodate creative to the best of my ability. Right. And so I kind of, a little bit, I guess, bring that mentality to this. I can see that, but you also are creative, you know, in your on your own. Yeah. So outside of that, and that's the part that I kind of wanted to talk to you about because okay. I think that's interesting. I mean, not that your job as production isn't interesting, but I'm I'm guessing it's your job is like my not. job, where <laughs> it drives you crazy every day for eight hours straight at least. Yeah. And then you just want to forget about it when you leave. Yeah. I don't know if that's, that's true of that's, your job. That well, you know, that used to be true of my old job um, before I moved to L.A. Um, and even a little bit after I moved to L.A. when I was working in on online marketing. That was my deal was uh, right out of college. I worked for a company that did uh, online banking and banking software. And I sold that. I would fly around the country, go to the boardrooms of banks and tell them why I, wow. they should buy our stuff oh my God. while wearing a suit and running a PowerPoint that deck. sounds awful. It was, <laughs> um, it was, I traveled a lot. Yeah. So that's neat. And I had kind of like, I had an up in the air-esque efficiency to how I traveled. Okay. Like I got, I'm, I'm really good at going through TSA lines now. Like that's probably the number one skill I took <laughs> I away from I feel like I'm it. good at that too, but like on a rogue level, you know, like I'm just <laughs> winging it and I just know how to, yeah. I yeah. feel like I'm good at it too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an acquired skill. And uh, I did that. And then in 2008, I don't know if you heard, but the whole economy went a little bit tits up. So mm, no. uh, <laughs> I don't some, know anything. Actually. Well, some rich people broke money mm-hmm. pretty much yeah <laughs> um <laughs> broke money for everybody yeah and so like it got hard to sell things to banks because i literally once called a bank and was like hey you want to hear about like our software and he said i don't know if we're going to be in business next oh month. my god and like so is that when you i mean did you get laid off or I, I i left you left um because also like it was to the point where it just felt soul crushing to be there and i had the job because uh the ceo of the company was my cousin so he hired okay. me right out of college and i kind of worked my way up because it was tiny whenever i started i was probably like the 20th person they hired and when i left they had like 200 people and this was in new orleans this was in austin texas austin texas okay yeah. so you you're from new orleans so i'm from lake charles louisiana okay um, that's right i always get confused yeah it's uh lake charles uh, louisiana looks like a boot i'm from the heel and then i went to college at tulane um first we out thank you then we out drink you um <laughs> in new orleans and uh we actually did while i was there lead the lead the colleges of the nation specifically in hard liquor consumption oh my god like there were schools that drank more beer than us but no one did no more one shots more, wow that's <laughs> yeah impressive <laughs> i guess yeah i don't know um i i actually i just got back today uh from um a wedding in malibu one of my best friends lives out here um he's actually the reason i moved out here we'll get there and uh, a whole bunch of our college friends flew in and I hadn't seen a bunch okay. of these guys in years. And we were t- trading these stories and like realizing in the telling that we shouldn't be alive. Oh my God, that happens to me every time I visit <laughs> my college town. That's where I'm from, yeah. a college town. And my friends are still drinking that hard. Yeah. Did you go to school in, in that town? Yeah, oh, okay. I did in Norman, Oklahoma. I went to OU. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it Boomer, Boomer Sooner? Sooner? Okay, that's Hell yeah. It. yeah. It's a football team. We have like a really good football team, but... We choke all the time. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so then you ended up in Austin, Texas? Yeah, because this horrible bitch named Katrina flooded my house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Yeah, like uh, right before senior year of college was going to start, like a week before, I was living by myself in this little one-room apartment I literally could not stand up in. 
Like the oh ceiling God. was so low that like when I was cooking at my stove, my head was touching the ceiling. Well, I mean, you're a tall guy, but you're not I'm that not tall. I'm not that tall. Like I'm 6'1". <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm above average, but like... Was I'm, it just really old? Was it an old building? Or? I don't think the Empire had Wookiees in mind when they designed her, Chewie. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was really old. I'm pretty sure it wasn't supposed to be an apartment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was uh, It, it, it was going to be my little hobbit hole. And honestly, it was a little bit of a blessing that I got flooded out of there because it would have been miserable. It was right across the street from like the sketchiest bar at Tulane. There's this bar at Tulane called The Boot and uh it's it's literally right across the street from campus like you can leave class walk 75 yards and you're in the bar yeah um and it's the kind of bar that has things like tuesday is 50 cent night oh my uh, god yeah, yeah. it's one i remember of those that things. i remember like coin beer and i'm like just any coin and they're like yeah just any coin it just doesn't matter yeah a, the worst why do you even need a coin at that point yeah I you're taking your illegal. life in your own hands yeah. like i don't i don't get how these places are profitable but that place is profitable enough that it was in business when my dad went to tulane oh my so god. yeah um, but anyway, uh, Katrina happened. It was a shitty fall. So were you in film school? No. No? I have a degree in philosophy. Oh my, what? You're one of those? Yeah, a with, a, with a concentration in cognitive science. Um, I, I studied specifically the workings of the mind, um, what it means to say you have knowledge, um, and what wow. a belief is. Um, and I can wax, literally wax philosophical about those things. Um, yeah. Uh, knowledge can be defined as justified true belief that satisfies Gettier conditions. Um, yeah. All right, my brain just exploded. Uh, <laughs> so then you went to Austin and went to school there, or did you just... Well, uh, yeah. So uh, Tulane did a cool thing when it became clear that the campus was underwater and um we weren't going to be returning um because mm-hmm. i ended up leaving and fleeing to a little town called monroeville alabama birthplace of harper lee um oh, rivers nice. langley is familiar with monroeville um, yeah, we, yeah. We discussed we rivers it. over here yeah um the great lost halloween episode um <laughs> <laughs> That's gone? Uh, no, it's not gone. It's, oh, okay. it's just archived. Oh, okay. um, someday we'll release it. Uh, the margaritas were involved, guys. Um, anyway, um, so I ended up there. It was in a dry county. And as, as things went on, it became clear that uh, we weren't going to be coming back. So Tulane told us that you can go to any nationally accredited school and they will take the credits really? for the semester. Like, just go find somewhere to go to school. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was super cool. Wow. So I ended up, because my uncle lived in Austin, and I, when I was a kid, I used to go to Austin, and I really liked it. And I was like, I'm going to try and find, see if I can go to UT. And at the time, UT wasn't taking students. They're our biggest rival. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I lived in Austin for five years, and yet we've never so come to blows. So you went from, like, party town to Austin party town. Which yeah. Is, yeah. I, I, I ended up going to St. Edward's University, okay. which is, like, the other little school there. Okay. And it was not to knock St. Edward's, but it, it's no Tulane. <laughs> and uh, it was weird because I was going to a school that was, frankly, way easier than the school I had been to. Mm-hmm. And also, Tulane told us later, like, in September, that all of our credits were going to be pass-fail. So... Because they, they weren't grading yeah. on the same scale. So it was the only way they could take the credits. They were just trying to make it work. So it... A lot uh, of free time on your hands? So or? much free time. And also <laughs> I had PTSD. So... Oh, yeah. Shit. From Katrina? So I drank like a lot. Yeah. Like, for you a New drink. Orleanian, I drank a lot. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Yeah. And you're got, in Austin. That's a party town. I mean, I've been there. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember the first time they called Last Call. 
and I didn't understand. Oh yeah, because yeah, I mean you're from Yeah, I was like, wait, they don't, they don't want, even have last call, right? They don't want my money anymore. I have more money. Like, <laughs> but here's money. Yeah. Well that's just when you go to the houses and you drink there all night. Yeah, but yeah, I mean I, I understand that now. Yeah. Like I, I get the strategy behind behind uh the the planning that needs to go into drinking. But at Tulane, like, you wouldn't go out until midnight. Yeah. Like you would leave the house at midnight and then you would stay out until four or five. So this is actually like a step back. You're like, whoa, I'm being more responsible. Yeah, like house. people were like looking at me weird. And I was <laughs> like, oh, wait, like I might need to scale this shit back. So I did that. And then the experience was really good. So when I went back to Tulane to finish things out, I was like, I'm going to move back to Austin when I'm done. Um, long story short, um, I went to Austin and uh, decided I was going to be a musician. That was like my thing. I've played guitar since I was like 14. Okay. That's why I own all this recording equipment. So many interesting things about you that I did not know at all. <laughs> you didn't know I was in a band? No. Yeah, I was the lead singer of a band called The Fireball Show. No, um, I had no idea. Yeah, we, we have some demos. I think they're still on MySpace. Um, MySpace.com slash The Fireball Show, guys. If you want to hear what 24-year-old John was singing <laughs> what about. What kind of music was it? I I mean, I the stuff I really like is country music. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really enjoy country music. I mean, I listen to, just like everybody else does, listens to everything, so do I. But mm-hmm. like country feels like home. Um, and... Then my my bass player was really into like found sound and bizarre just weirdness. Um, he was the guy who introduced me to Bootsy Collins and mid nineties industrial side project Zillatron. Oh, yeah, made, you lost me on all this stuff. Yeah, they made one album. You it's lost me at so found cool. sound to be completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would take a microphone out into like fields and make found sound collages. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, my, our <laughs> it rhythm must guitar- have been an interesting sounding band. It was pretty fun. Our yeah. our drummer was way into jazz. Our rhythm guitar player really liked pulp, and uh, our lead guitar player was classically trained. And wow. so a thing happened, I guess. Yeah. And the thing about starting a band in Austin is that uh, you and if I'm rambling, please jump in. But um, the thing about starting a band in Austin is we started a good band. We were a good band, I think. But we were in a sea of good bands. Right. Like an I ocean mean, of them. So yeah, that's right. it was so difficult to get noticed. And also, it didn't really feel like it was cool to want to succeed. Yeah. Like, you kind of... No, kinda, I totally get that. That you, Keep Austin weird vibe. Yeah. You kind of just had to be like, hey, like, success will happen. It will happen. And you yeah. know me. Like, I'm... I'm a driven person. I'm you a wanted. pretty jittery dude. Yeah. So... I was like, hey, guys, let's, like, promote and make a thing happen. Come on. Will you book me? Will you book me? Will you book me? And everybody's yeah. like, whoa, bro. Just chill, man. Yeah. Just chill and be cool. So I had to get out of there. Yeah. And when um, my, uh, at, the, at the same time, my buddy Sean, who I had uh, lived with at, uh, when we were going to Tulane and everything, the guy who got married yesterday. Okay. He's married now. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That, that's fucking they with me. They just start getting married. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Are we adults now? Really? Is that I happening? I don't know. Ugh. And yeah, like he met her freshman year of college. Like oh, they've, wow. They've lived together for like eight years. Oh, shit. Like, yeah, it's it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, practically not a lot about their lives is going to change. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, like they own a home together and stuff. So, so they're like, yeah, let's just make it yeah. easier on our taxes. It was a bit more of a to-do than that. <laughs> yeah. But you have, I'm sure you it have was. the right idea. Yeah. Um, and it was gorgeous. But anyway, he was working as a writer's assistant on Lost. That's what he always wanted to do was write. And we had kicked together some scripts and stuff before. Mm-hmm. But he was uh, a writer's assistant on Lost. Um, uh, he tells the story that Damon Lindelof actually really liked him because he, one day, the Twilight Zone pinball machine in the break room broke. And he actually brought a soldering <laughs> kit in and like got underneath it and like fixed the circuit board (laughs) 
<laughs> and, da- awesome. and Damon was apparently like, you'll always have a job. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all it takes. Yeah. You're the guy that fixed the pinball machine. <laughs> and so he was with Lost until it was done. But he, he was like, you should come out here and we should work on stuff. So that's why I. So had you had an here. interest in film and stuff before that? I mean, always was it just something that you did? I mean, did you were into music? So yeah, I mean, what, when did the change happen, or was it a change, or was it just always there, or what? So I'm going to sound really self-aggrandizing for a second, but off mic, you're pretty used to that. Um, I don't know about our audience. <laughs> I, know, I was like, you. Come on, Josh. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we, well, I uh, my whole like creative life has been kind of a fight between. Cool John and Nerd John. And Cool John is the musician. Like, yeah. he's aloof and he dresses well and he, like, <laughs> he, he smokes way more than I do. And, uh, you know, he can, he can talk to women very easily. He's yeah. a great guy. He's kind of an asshole, actually. But, um, yeah, he sounds like a little bit of a douchebag. Yeah, he kind anyway. of is. Um, and then there's Nerd John, who's, like, really unironic about things and very enthusiastic and, like, look, guys, dinosaurs. That's Nerd John. I think I've always only known Nerd John. Yeah. But Nerd I, John is Cool John to me. Nerd John won is what happened. Nerd John won. Like, he 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 killed Cool John. I actually had this period. Cool John actually became a separate personality for about a year. Um, his name was Eddie. Um, so a thing happened. Um, and I know you got to go soon, so I'll make this quick. But uh, a thing happened uh, when I went to Tulane my first year, when I came back home and told everybody about Tulane, like a bunch of my friends were going to go to Tulane too. And they told me that in my absence, they decided they knew too many guys named John. So my name was Eddie now. What? That's like a sitcom thing. Yeah. It's like on I, Parks and Rec. It is a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I, I got gurgached. Um, yeah, you did. So they told me this and I was like, well, can I at least be Eddie with a Y? And they're like, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> so then these guys went to Tulane and I had my Tulane friends who knew me as John. Yeah. And then uh, there was this other group of people that were meeting me through these high school friends and they only knew me as Eddie. And they would go months thinking <laughs> my name insane. was Eddie. insane. It was. Did you start answering to it? Like oh, yeah. automatically you yeah. answered to Eddie? I was just Eddie, yeah. That's nuts, John. You made it like an alter ego. I did, you. yeah. Oh my and God. that's the fucked up part because Eddie, the thing that happens <laughs> when people are calling you a name that isn't yours for months is that you kind of dissociate. Yeah, of and, course. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, this isn't John doing all these drugs. Yeah, this is Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, Eddie yeah, can totally course. do these drugs. Eddie's the worst. My um, friends do that when they have when they're drunk. They're na- they name their drunk alter egos like, oh, that wasn't me. That was Zara, and I'm like, that was you. Asshole. Yeah, no, it was totally you. Yeah. Zara's not real. Yeah. You made up Zara. So um, Eddie went crazy. Yeah, no, I had like a whole Ziggy Stardust like fugue thing. That is nuts, John. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was not good, man. So how do you... I mean, did you kill Eddie or is he still alive? No, or? he's gone. Uh, Katrina pretty much killed him. Yeah. Like, Katrina okay. was a really big reset button on okay. my whole thing, I guess. Okay. Um, because, like, I, I literally had to rebuild my life in a week. Yeah. Like, you know, Jeez. find a place to live, find a place to go to school, figure your shit out. Right. Right now. Yeah. Um, and also figure out, like, step one, how are you going to get home? Yeah. Like, and, you know, how are you going to get back to your car, which is currently in New Orleans um, and is still Shit, the car yeah. I drive? Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's my, it's, it's, it, I parked it on the third floor of the two lane parking garage the night before the storm. And I was like, good luck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I got back in October. The National Guard let me in. Whole city smelled like crap. And uh, I go up to my car, get in, turn the key, turns right back on. That's amazing. And I'm like, there you go, baby. And we drove right out of town like a zombie apocalypse, man. <laughs> well, that's like the end of a zombie. Yeah, it is. Like it was exactly like that. It was 
was it was it was like a Walking Dead commercial. But uh, yeah, I, I I was Eddie for a little while, Shit. and uh, that was cool, John. And like part of I think what I'm trying to like uh, part of how I try to live now, and part of why I'm so like, hey guys, let's do a podcast. Yeah, is um because Eddie was so ironic and detached all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that was what made him get so disaffected and stuff and like feel permission to do a bunch of stupid things. Yeah. Is like, I feel like it's important to very genuinely engage with the world. Yeah. Like kind of all the time. I Um, agree with that. You know, I feel like, I mean, I kind of went, I'm not as severe as you, but I kind of went through the same thing where I was just kind of drinking a lot and it didn't feel like me. It didn't feel like I was doing it. It felt like I was just doing it because I had nothing else to do. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still drink like a fucking fish. Yeah. But I I'm mean, classy about it now. Um, yeah. But you can, you're also responsible. Yeah. So I guess you're functional. You're functional. I'm functional. Drunk. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't drive after I've been drinking. Right. Um, Eddie. And you Eddie run. Did. You know, you're yeah. reasonably healthy. I, you know, I'm, I'm much more aware guy. of my own mortality than, yeah. he, than Eddie was. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. It's one of the things about like, you know, I, I, uh, I don't like to call myself an atheist. What I like to say is I'm pretty sure there isn't a God. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's a statement I feel like I can stand behind. Like yeah. saying I am an atheist feels very strong. But like that always felt to me like just the same as <laughs> I am a Christian. I don't know why I just it feels like such a belief. Like it's yeah. such you have to put so much into it also. And I think it's, it's something Christians probably encounter that like when you say that there's a whole set of assumptions that people bring right. to it. Right. So if I just say like I'm pretty sure there isn't a God. Yeah. Like that's a little bit. And then people think I'm an agnostic and that's a whole thing. Yeah. And then um, because no Thomas Huxley coined the term agnosticism and it means that you believe that in principle it's impossible to know whether or not there's a God. It's not the same thing. This was covered in the 19th this century. Is philosophy degree. We put this out. shit to bed, people. Um, <laughs> but people yeah, people just aren't educated about that stuff. That's all. Yeah, I mean, learn your etymology, everybody. Um, <laughs> God, I'm such a douche. Anyway, um, the, the one of the things about being pretty sure there isn't a god, and thus that there's not an afterlife, is that you have to square yourself with the fact that you're just not going to exist. And people say the same shit all the time, like, "Oh, well, it'll just be like before you were born." Like, but like. I have a, I don't know about you, but like in my amygdala reptile part of my brain, mm-hmm. I have a very strong drive to not die. Right. Like, yeah, no, of course. It, it screams at me pretty much constantly. Yeah. And so a whole lot of my life now, um, on some level is trying to make peace with the fact of my impending non-existence. I like, think that's uh, very relatable. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that too all the time. Like, I, I mean, most of what I do is based on the fact that I'm not going to be here one day to do it. So yeah. that's why I'm doing it now. It's yeah. the only thing I can do. I feel such a sense of urgency. And that's yeah. why like, yeah. I find it easy to work as much as I do and uh, write as much as I do. Because like, I got to get this shit out there. Right. Like, I'm going to die someday. Mm-hmm. And before that happens, my body's going to start breaking down. And like, who knows what might happen. So let's right. make some shit. Like, and you do. You you keep us going. That's one one of the many things you do. It's such a small part of all the things you do. And I, I mean, we don't this even is have the time. Fun thing. We need to do a part two with you, John, oh, because okay. I didn't know any of that stuff about your background. I'm fascinated by it, first of all. So we need to do another bumper where we do part two because we don't have time to do it. Okay, uh, sure. And and but I do want you to say I want you to tell people what you do. All the stuff you do. I want you to list for us what okay. you do, just so we know. Um, I produce this podcast. Um, I briefly did stand up enough to uh, gain enough respect for it to stop. Um, <laughs> I uh, also, for my day job, I uh, am a production coordinator on commercials um, mm-hmm. and also main title sequences. 
Um, the company I work for did the main titles for the Lego movie. Yeah. Um, I also write, produce, and direct my own stuff. I produced and co-wrote a short horror film called East Stackton. You can go to eaststackton.com and buy it if you want. It's five bucks. Come on. Um, I also am writing a couple of different projects um, for uh, some different horror things. Horror is kind of my deal. And oh, what else? I feel like I'm missing something. What's your main project that you're working on right now? Um, I have two. The first one is a project that I'm pitching to a pretty major horror production company. It kind of just an opportunity came out of the blue, which I don't know about you, but I'm not very used to that happening. No, I'm not at all. Um, so I didn't, like, I didn't really know how to react to it. And uh, like a good thing? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I kind of dropped everything to work on this. And I'm about to, uh, my one of my goals for today actually is to finish a treatment on it. Um, and also I got to do a budget on something else. Anyway, and then uh, I've got my own thing, which is called You Can Stay Here. I'm in the final stages of post on the pitch piece short, which you've seen. Yeah. And I'm almost done Great. with the feature script. And um, oh, I'm going to awesome. take my pitch piece short, which is the first two pages of the feature, and my feature script. And I'm going to go try to raise between half a million and a million dollars. I'm going to go down to Hell Louisiana. Yeah. I'm going to shoot it. And then I'm going to sell it and hopefully make enough money back that I can do another one. That's all I really want. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll leave you on this is all I want in my whole life is to make a living making my stuff. And yeah. if I can make my stuff on a small enough scale that no one fucking bugs me and <laughs> tells me how to change my stuff. Yeah. And like I, I would live in this apartment for the rest of my life if it meant I could just make my stuff. That's and great. have people who I don't know make my stuff. Like uh, Colin Hanks on a podcast of all people once said, um, not that he's not a smart guy. I don't know why I need to qualify Colin Hanks like that. I don't know him. Because it's um, random. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, he once said there are three miracles that go into every film. And I love this saying. And I'm so proud of the fact that with East Stackton, we achieved all three miracles. The first miracle is that the film gets made. It's a fucking miracle. <laughs> that any movie ever happens. Like, it's That's insane. Yeah. Like, imagine planning a an album recording session while you're planning a military operation. That's what it's like to, <laughs> uh, to, to, to fucking make a film. Um, the second miracle is that it gets seen by someone the people making it don't know personally. Yeah. Um, that happened too. Like, people I have never met have seen East Stackton, and that's they've awesome. paid five bucks for it. Um, oh, yeah. And that's cool. And the third miracle is that they liked it. And we've got some online reviews of East Stackton of people saying, like, this is worth your money. And I'm like, holy shit. I did all three miracles. That's amazing. Once. Well, yeah, you did. I I mean, that's what I saw, right? Uh, you saw You Can Stay okay, Here. Okay, I saw um, And you saw the ending of Stackton. So how can, how can they see, how can people see East Acton? Can you can go to eastacton.com. Yeah. I die in it. That's pretty fun. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw that. That's right. I did see that. Okay, yeah, you, you, right. you, you watched it's me. It's great. <laughs> I want to see the, yeah, I want to see it. I gurgle some. Yeah. No, I, I actually got to gurgle and do all that in an ADR booth. Yeah. So, like, I was watching myself getting my throat slit while I was going all like... <laughs> Yeah, that seems got, like something you would I got real good at that over yeah. the course of a day. <laughs> well, awesome, John. I definitely want to talk to you more. No, this was fantastic. Thank it was. You. It was a lot of fun. I can't believe you didn't know I, was, I played music well, for like five years. I didn't know so years. many things. I actually just want to talk to you, but I can't right now, so that's unfortunate. But I understand. You got to go. We'll do this again. All right, cool. Yeah. Okay, um, now we're going to go listen to Jeff May, um, who is also awesome and probably, I think, cooler than me. He was a boxer. That's rad. Oh, that was badass. Yeah, he's and awesome. uh, he's going to talk about Spider-Man and why... Uh, you know, he's amazing.
right? My privilege doesn't take checks. It's cash only. Oh. <laughs> Even John groaned. I love that. Jeff put that his head I in tweeted his that once, and I love it. What is oh. that tattoo? Hmm? Okay. It's Acme. It's a, it's a TNT barrel. Yeah, but... Oh, it's on fire. Oh, it's a fire. It's I thought, it was, you think blood. It was blood? Yeah. I thought it was blood, too. The- oh, I get it. Yeah. It means your arm's going to explode. Kind of, yeah. It's a <laughs> memorial tattoo to my old boxing coach. Oh. Oh. Because he gave me a nice compliment about me punching things hard, and then he died. So I was like, I'm not going to get his fucking face tattooed or a name because so I'm a white guy. So, so instead, I got, a, I, got, I got an Acme barrel. So, I, so I drew this up. and You're then battling I, Jack Murdoch. Essentially, but with I'm going to end worse than he did. <laughs> it's kind of hard to end worse than he did. Yeah, and yet I'm right there. Like, beeline right. right there. All right. I, I felt really bad because my coach wanted me. He was like, you should go pro. And in my head, I'm like, I'm never going to. I'm like, I'm not going to be retarded for the rest of my life. <laughs> Just because you think you want to see a white guy do well boxing, it's not going to happen. Like, sorry. Thank you, see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, he was this old. He was like 84. He like worked with Ali and shit. And he just had all this knowledge. And I'm just like, I hit hard, but I'm a terrible boxer. That was so bad. <laughs> I never, never tried it. It's so great. It's really fun. I know. It sounds fun. No, it's not. You don't even know. It's. I no, bet it's it, fun. I bet it's not. You don't know until you try it. <laughs> yeah. I was a fat guy up until the day I started boxing, and then I was like, "This is the greatest thing. It's so much really? fun." That's I didn't want the wanna... most intense workout, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I didn't want to. Wanna, I didn't want to stop. Yeah. I was just like, I was just like, I always want to go into the gym and do this because life is terrible, and I can forget all of my problems by punching leather. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do miss. I, look, I did martial arts for a long time, yeah. and I miss the thing I miss most about it. <laughs> what? John, what's that fucking Nothing. laugh? God damn it, John! In your fucking faces! You, you can't see him. I can't. That's fun for me. She put it like is. blinders, like horse blinders, up so you can't see anything. Man, my the thing I miss most about it is going and working on the bag. Oh yeah, that's the thing I miss most because you can just get all of your rage and frustration out. And you don't hurt anybody, and yeah. you don't hurt yourself, and then you feel better. Yeah, it's cathartic. You, and then you also like lose a pound. Like yeah. it's just like if you work out for a week and just do really like just do this zone, you can lose like four pounds. That's crazy yeah. that you can just lose that much weight so quickly if you just move a little. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. But I, then you start doing it, and you just got to keep doing it. And that's the thing that gets That's your me. problem? Yeah. I, yeah. You gotta keep moving you gotta a little? Ke- yeah, I gotta, I mean, I gotta figure out something physical to do besides that you my like. daily walks. What do you, that's good. Walking's good. Fuck you, man. Not you. <laughs> you man. No, John, I mean, fuck that's walking. fine. I deserved that. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't mean that. God damn it. I know, what did John say? He said intro the guest. So oh. I should intro the guest. So he was right, and you were like, "Fuck you." Yeah, fuck you, John. <laughs> fuck you, John, for directing us <laughs> back intro on me the topic. When he wants. <laughs> Our guest today is a physical specimen, <laughs> stand-up comic, and uh, fucking nerd. Yeah, uh, Jeff May. There I am. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Still took you a while it's to like intro the guest. Out though. Yeah. Teeth today for some to think, reason. Yeah, I well, look. I had some coconut water, and that got me all psyched up. But then on the drive back here, I was just. 
That's the most that's, white people that's thing. That's the lamest I've excuse I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, also the, the okay, most white people. Look, I got four hours of sleep last night. Okay, so what I'm else not, you got? I'm kind of moving You got slowly. the coconut water, yeah. you got the sleep. No, the maybe. coconut water helped, but then it yeah. wore off. That's oh. like liquid sleep. <laughs> I'm that way with five-hour energy. It's hydration. for chemicals. Oh, God. Oh, God. Five-hour energies I used to be big into, and I... I found a gas Can't station do them so much anymore. In, on Crenshaw that has them for two bucks a pop. And I bought so many of them. The guy <laughs> must have thought I was preparing for the rapture because I just had like a handful of them. I don't think you would need that if you're going, if you're being raptured, you don't need any more energy. It's for the aftermath. Yeah. I'm not oh, gonna, you're I'm preparing not, for when everybody else is gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're like not Helen taking or, you. Yeah, they're no, not yeah. taking no. you. They're not taking me either. No. Oh god, Leah, you think you're going? No, I'm <laughs> hanging out with you, stupid asshole. <laughs> Let's keep <laughs> podcasting when the rapture happens. We will. So, but we'll were, call it people we knew, and it'll <laughs> be about people that got raptured. <laughs> I just hey, like remember, the idea uh, of Bill? obnoxious people like us surviving and just. Oh, it's gonna <laughs> be the on. worst. If, yeah. if if all the good people go away, this place is just gonna be the most cynical. It's like it's bad. Enough. Like Earth is bad <laughs> enough right now, and it's just going to be only the shitty assholes. We'll just left. profile each episode. We'll profile someone that we can't believe got chosen. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe they fucking? They, Ooh, that's a great podcast. Alec Baldwin. After, after he said yeah. that, if you called that guy a cocksucker, they took him. Well, come like, on, yeah, Beetlejuice, man. Like, <laughs> God, just a big. Beetlejuice if you were in Beetlejuice, <laughs> you're getting raptured. He was like, he yeah. went with the shadow. That's a good move, you know. Like. <laughs> Winona Ryder gone. <laughs> Michael Keaton gone. Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Jones, Jones will be shocked about. Will be like, what? Well, he fucked a kid. Yeah. What's going on? It, he was in Howard the Duck. That alone should have not allowed him up. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever see the picture I posted of the duck tits from Howard the Duck? And I just wrote, no. "This is George's Lucas's vision." I was like, at one point in time, George I Lucas loved said, "The duck tits I when I was a kid." Oh yeah, I was watching it and I was like, "Oh, this is a different movie than I thought." Yeah, I was like six, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah. "Oh, the duck, it's a Star Wars thing," but it's and then all of a sudden it's just like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> There's I duck guess, tits duck, in like the first three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's in the tits beginning immediately. of the movie. Yeah, oh. twice I think you see two duck tits because you see one actual duck tits. No, no, no. <laughs> you see right you see an actual naked duck woman and you see his play play duck magazine that has a centerfold you inventoried this i can't even remember if i remember correct i could be wrong i might have been making up the the actual duck tits bad dad yeah bad dad bad dad god damn you got us with the bad dad for when we get off topic and we need to get back howard the duck is a (laughs) marvel comic 13 more times (laughs) originally a marvel comic it is true it is true uh, <laughs> still, still ignore it, Andy. Okay. Don't take the bait. <laughs> I, I am a, okay. Look, you're just like that's true. Anyway, back to the duck. <sighs> Jeff, this is interesting because you chose a character to talk about today that I have been dying to talk about. And originally, when I thought about this show, I had a list of characters that I can't wait to talk about. This is one of them. Mm. Um, but I also have kind of a rule about certain characters where it's like no we can't just do one guest for that we got to do a round table because the character is so much history and so many different in- incarnations yeah. that we'd have to do a round t- and this is one of the characters it was like we have to do a round table for this one uh and then you chose it and i was like no nope, fuck it just it's <laughs> <laughs> all we need all we yeah. need yeah uh you're like a one-man army in this topic uh, i really wanted to have my buddy robert come on and talk about this too. And at some point we probably will talk about this character again because i'm a piece of shit uh, I don't know what that has to do with yeah. it, but okay, let's I agree. Both things can forever. be true. <laughs> uh, who did you, who did you choose? Who did you tell us? Uh, Spider Man. Yeah! yeah. 
obviously I chose Spider-Man. <laughs> Nobody That's, knows what that was. Nobody saw you do yeah. that. He did the Spider-Man <laughs> did the web shooting thing. thing. <laughs> the Look, I believe that true fans would hear the thwip-thwip and understand exactly what I was doing with my But you hands. didn't say thwip-thwip. Yeah, I yeah, made the did. sound of oh, okay. the sound. I heard him. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that clearly. Okay. It was great. I really enjoyed it, actually. <laughs> Are you on your phone right I'm now? I'm trying to find a picture. I was going to show you on my 21st birthday, I got my license picture in a Spider-Man costume. Oh, that's amazing. I think you but showed me Call that. me out. Go ahead. Yeah. Just no. call me out on the radio. <laughs> You're like texting. I was, no, I'm not texting. I was trying to contribute to the I'm show. I'm sorry. But, you know, just go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm not that unprofessional, by the way. I know. I know no, you're I very look, professional. I look You've got, the you, most. You He's write, wearing a the, Spider-Man What's trick. the blog that you write for? Uh, I write... <laughs> <laughs> it's very professional. <laughs> Modernmom.com. <laughs> I am their entertainment uh, reporter. You're uh, the entertainment reporter. And what it mo- really is. I imagine you probably have se- have had sex with a lot of moms, so it probably... I, can say- <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't call you out for that. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I just thought I'd say Wait, maybe that. it's okay if you have sex with moms. They need it, no, too. They need it. <laughs> moms need the attention. Do you know what I did My before mom I was a comedian? Pr- that's terrible. No. My mom like, listens to this show. I shouldn't be you, saying things like What did that. you do? Now I'm scared. <laughs> I was a teacher for a decade. Oh, then you definitely so, fucked oh, a lot you, of moms. Yeah. Did you, yeah, you knew that, right? Yeah. I did know that. Yeah. I forgot. Does that changed. <laughs> what, what grade? Uh, eighth grade. Oh, yeah. You fucked a shit ton of moms. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Oh my That's god. That's neither here nor there. You're uh, Mr. May? <laughs> that Mr. May is dead. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I can't. Is dead. I was I had Did no, you look like that? And you did, yeah, you fucked a shit ton of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't teach like this. Is well, I mean, you're... but you looked the same as yeah, you do. Sure, like, <laughs> you're, you were a different me person. Me in a suit with slightly more hair. God damn. Yeah, be... you fucked a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, is this getting uncomfortable? No, no. Okay. no. I, I, I'm enjoying John this. Is found I'm something reading interesting. John's face. <laughs> oh. No, I just think it's funny. Uh, but yeah, I, I, John you just doing God's like, work. I the the weird, John and I are over here like it's not fair. <laughs> you guys we were nerds too, but look at you. You've got a bottle. Yeah, I could tell how angry you were that he was the guy that you picked for Spider-Man when when you introduced him. You said he's a physical specimen yeah. <laughs> and also a nerd. Like you were so mad. That's and such an uphill battle for me in the my well, comedy, comedy world in the comedy sure. world yeah. and then also in the comic well, in the book fandom world, world. Yeah, yeah i bet oh because i look like a bully every cost every cosplay door people have trouble in stand-up murder right? you oh yeah i look Men like especially. i look like the guy that picked on everybody in my social yeah. circles yeah exactly That's, i think i've said that on stage about you, you before yeah. It's one of those. I the, my first ever uh, mic that I did when I moved out here. I said, "All right, I, I want to get this over with first. I know I look like the guy that beat you up in high school. Like I get it. <laughs> uh, I just learned how to beat that guy up, guys. Yeah. I'm on your team. I'm like your Avenger. So, That's funny because you have to address that. I do. Yeah, I you really, really do. do. And yeah. then and then I win people over because yeah. they're like, "All right, okay, he he, he gets cool. it. But he gets why we're all pissed that but, he's stepped up. Maybe there. don't wear a Boston Red Sox hat. <laughs> maybe oh, kill yourself. On. How's that? <laughs> maybe don't be from Iowa. How's that? <laughs> you get mad because I'm from a place with people. Like, what's wrong with you? 
No, I'm just saying it's a you know it it doesn't. I mean, whatever. I can't. It we just, are a shitty people. It contributes to the Boston, jock look. Yeah, it just contributes to the contributes jock contributes look. Contributes to the bully. Saying. I'm glad that you've turned the hat around though. That you have it facing front because you used to have a backwards. When hat I perform, for a long time. I, I place it. I, I usually go backwards. Yeah. When I do an actual show, because facial expression is important. It is. Yeah. But it also is a backwards hat on you. Uh, yeah. You own it. <laughs> own what you look like. Okay. But I do. I do comic book conventions a lot, and it. Sometimes it angers people when I reveal that I know more than they do. Yeah, I get and it. You yeah. reveal, you know yeah. more than I do, and that upsets well, me every time Andy we talk. Well, it's Andy right as we speak. Yeah, exactly. But you no, can't, Andy can't hate me, though. Because <laughs> no, because I love you. Yeah. yeah. Like, but you resist it. You don't want to. No, exactly. It's sort of like <laughs> it's sort of like when Spider Man has like feels like he could do something to benefit himself, and then but he's like, no, I have to do the right thing here. That's how I am with my anger towards yeah, you. It would be I like have to like push it down. When Doc Ock would always think Spider Man was stupid, mm-hmm. and then Spider Man would do something like, how could he possibly know this and be you know <laughs> yeah, and yeah, not yeah, have yeah. gotten picked on? You know, it's kind of one of those things. Like I, I like to think. Of myself yeah, in I'm that the Doc vein. Ock. I am of definitely like, the Doc Ock to your of, Peter Parker. <laughs> of a type of Peter Parker where everyone looks at me and they're like, oh, there's no way he was bullied. He's had a perfect life. And I'm like, I lived my life being bullied. Yeah. Like, that was my... And then I was just like, oh, I can just not be a fat guy anymore. I can just not do this. <laughs> oh, vegetables. Wow. That's... <laughs> And I can run, and then the the stuff that's been hindering me just goes away. Yeah. And so that's what I did. It also helps you don't drink either. That's correct. And mm-hmm. that helps, I'm sure. Another aspect of the nerd personality is I'm afraid of alcohol. Well, that's, and that's another thing you have in common with Peter Parker. He doesn't drink. Yeah. He's because well, he's, he's not real. <laughs> so that would be physically impossible. You're banned. <laughs> Get out. End of the podcast. 18 Peter Parker podcast. is as real as Jesus Christ. Okay, so... Uh, just a lot, a lot, lost a lot of listeners, probably. Um, <laughs> All of our devout Jesus fans. There, there will be editing things in here. No, John okay, no hates editing. that. He John. doesn't like every every time we record one of these. I'm like, cut this out, and he's like, no. That's fair. Because it be takes okay away the integrity the of the episode. He's like, be okay with the awful thing that you said and the consequences that we bring because, down. Well, the... actually, you never say anything that awful. You just think it is, and yeah. that's part of the frustratingness of it. Yep. I'm, just, I'm hitting it right on the head. With is John this an intervention? I would just no, like no, this episode really. that he just edits everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just reactions. He um, probably should. But yeah, so I, I wore a Spider-Man costume in my license picture when I was 21. It was from the, the chest yeah. up. They got the logo in it and everything. Did they say um, anything? Oh, I mean, the lady loved it. Yeah. She thought it was a great... That was Massachusetts, though. I tried oh, okay. doing it out here. I wore a Luigi costume. <laughs> And, uh, and nobody even blinked. And she just and gave, it's just like neck up, times. so I look like a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I like shaved my Can beard. I, I shaved my beard, so I had the mustache. Yeah, and, you do. And you, you can't see, but guy. there's like green, and then a little bit of overalls. And then, uh, and that's it. Like, <laughs> Nobody even noticed. And then they were like, I was like, hey, can you go down? She's like, nope. <laughs> Take the picture. And I was like, awesome. So. <laughs> that's an even funnier story. You just got dressed up like Louis. It's so hot. <laughs> and got just a picture of your face. Do you, know, overalls. Do you ever cosplay at conventions? Because uh, you no. would be good. Because if your body, you could do it. You could pull it off. It wouldn't be just another fat hot guy. My, my, yeah. <laughs> you could be like a like a ripped Captain America looking hot guy. Hot guy. Hot guy. Hot guy. There we go. I um I actually have my my dream cosplay is Golden Age Iron Fist. That's actually you're too my, big for, my, for Iron no, Fist. No, Golden Age Iron oh, okay, Fist. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, oh god, his his Simon? grandfather. Yeah. Um, 
Orson Rand. Uh, that's because he kind of looked like a bigger soldier, and and I and I liked that. I thought That'd be that cool. was a good. Why you, would you, you get the dragon then? tattoo? Oh, uh, uh, no, you don't need it because he wears he has his dragon on the um, on like his military sweater. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. You just don't want to. No, I'm okay. Just, you know, it's because when you go to a con- I go to conventions to hang out with my friends. I have a lot of friends in the comic book world, and. I'm never going to get to see them if everyone's stopping me and just taking a picture. Yeah. Oh, you, you piece of shit. <laughs> well, no, but like, no, my wife, my, my ex-wife, uh, I've dated two girls that have cosplayed, like, after uh-huh. I introduced them to the world. They're like, I want to go, you know, I had one girl that went as Black Cat and, and uh, another girl that ended up going as um, a Retro Girl from Powers. Oh, cool. And it was really great, but... It ended up being an entire day was sacrificed to me holding a purse while people took pictures. Yeah. And that's not fun mm-hmm. for me. Like, I get why cosplayers do it, because yeah. they didn't have dads. But... <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. No. They, and they like the... Atten- I have cosplay friends, and they yeah. know I'm kidding. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be anti-cosplay. I got cosplay friends. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so when... No, you're... <laughs> <laughs> So, when did the? I mean, have you always always been for Spider Man? I mean, you've always been I don't, intrigued by him. I don't know why Spider Man pulls me in as much as he does. It might be because he was a smart ass while getting his ass kicked, and vice versa, and yeah. that really appealed to me. And I think a lot of nerds see that because they're, you know, we we kind of have to laugh off the fact that life and everything else is terrible, and yeah. we're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna say something shitty about it while well, someone <laughs> punches me like yeah. that's. Well, it's, yeah, it's like stand-up. It's like it's stand-up comedy to a degree, yeah. Because we do what we do on stage because no one will listen to us yeah. in our real lives, yeah. and that's that's why one of my favorite and life is punching us, so we're making jokes. Yeah, about it. one Sorry. of my favorite Spider-Man writers is Zeb Wells. And oh, Zeb, Zeb Wells. Zeb Wells is, yeah, is my number two. He's my number two. Who's your number one? Dan Slott. Dan Slott, high five. Fuck yeah. Uh, Dan Slott will be, when it's all is said and done, when the earth is done. He will be the best Spider-Man be like, he, he is currently, yeah. and I get people are like, I don't like what he's doing with Spider-Man. It's like, shut up. <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> when these people are complaining because, I mean, do we like spoiler alert stuff? Like, No, I mean, I've just finished all of Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm a little bit behind. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I was fucking. <gasps> I was you finally win, up on Andy? you. I was broke. I couldn't afford comics. Oh God, I could spoil something so hard for you right now. Well, I. But just you already got. It I just finished sure. volume two. Oh, okay. So, um, so you're still. I just read yeah, all thirty issues. Like the Peter Parker aspect is dead in the brain. Like he Where you exercised are him. him. Okay. Uh, and like I know, I'm, I'm not stupid. Yeah, you know they're bringing him back because yeah, they're doing of amazing course, Spider-Man. Of course. Number and, one. Well, not month. only that, but. They're not going to eliminate Peter Parker. And there are these nerds out there that just automatically get so upset oh, man. that a thing that's been going on for 50 years did could you, be slightly Did different. you read the letters in the first two issues of Superior Spider? Maybe oh, it was God, just yeah. the second issue. The letters. It was all hate mail. Yeah. It, was all, it was all, fuck Sorry. you. I can't believe you. I'm done with this. I can't believe I'll never read your Superior yeah. Spider-Man book. It was all post 700 it, And it's everyone's letters. the worst. Everyone is the worst. And it was just like, I read these letters and I was like, I felt bad because, like, I remember when I finished number 700, I almost threw it across the room. I was so angry. Really? But it's so good. Okay. Um, so, was- in for those of you who don't know, in issue 700, well, it started in 698, and then it led up through 
superior number one, basically. Doc Ock is Spider-Man. Doc Ock is Spider-Man. There we go. His brain is in... His psyche is in Peter Parker's physical yeah, they brain. They switched oh. brain waves. And Peter, yeah, Peter Parker, Parker was like dead. Supposedly switched, but he was actually still dormant in his brain. And like kind of watching this possession happen. And, and Superior Spider-Man is interesting because when it started out, he the Doc Ock character is like, I could do this so much better. And he does. And he's like this... He's, but then it starts... He starts going he starts back to, to his it, yeah. old... Yeah. cocky asshole ways yeah. and it's just like oh you see this is why you you're not peter parker well, and it's such a good it's such a good long arc and everybody and is it's, upset it's this, about this wonderful thing well it's everybody's thing is, upset that there's a change and that exactly peter, okay. I, don't, I don't think it's i don't think it's necessarily just that it's a change i think there are some people that are angry that it's just because it's a change because these are the same fucking people that are probably like well Spider-Man, he can't marry mary jane or he can't well he can't date Never anybody but mary jane he, he never should have married Mary Jane. I liked it. I'm sorry. I liked it. I that whole wedding thing. The whole the issues in, around the wedding. Shea Stadium. Fucking, no. Okay. <laughs> that was stupid. When they actually did it in real life. I in have Shea both Stadium, covers to that issue. That's so obnoxious. Amazing Spider-Man um, Annual 21. I have both. Also, Green. There was a guy in Green Goblin costume there. Why is the Green Goblin at Spider-Man's fucking wedding? Yeah. Well, why is Doctor Doom crying at 9/11? Marvel, Marvel doesn't know. Yeah. Like they, you know what? I don't mind so much Doctor Doom crying at nine eleven. The Magneto crying at nine eleven pisses me off. That pisses me off because I think I can see Doctor Doom being upset because he. The thing, Doctor Doom's whole thing is Law and Order. Like that's his whole thing, and I can imagine him relating to America after a terrorist attack and being like, well, this shouldn't happen anywhere. Definitely, I wouldn't tolerate it in my country. Yeah, that's him viewing America. Uh, now, because he's the the world's most tyrannical, despot villain of uh, of America. He hates America and, and, you know... Yeah, but these are American civilians dying. Like, I can feel like he... I don't know. I don't... I, I'm I okay put, with him crying. I would have put more... Magneto Mag- crying bothers me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite direction. Really? Yeah. This is all happened in Amazing Spider-Man number thirty-six, which, which is a, which was is right a after. Fantastic yeah. issue. Yeah, a by very the way. good issue, except for the fact that Doctor Doom cries during. <laughs> it's a nine. It's the nine eleven issue. It's the it's the it's it's basically. You remember the episode of the West Wing? If you watch the West Wing, where. Um, you know, oh they own. had that bonus episode right after 9-11 happened where it was like, okay, fuck bonus. the story arc that we're doing. Well, <laughs> bonus episode. You know, they did it because it was right after 9-11. And <laughs> instead of, like, running with the st- current storyline they were bad. doing, they were like, let's have a little 9-11 bottle episode <laughs> yeah. to address this. Like the prize in the cereal box of 9-11. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, okay, my wording was, was flawed there. <laughs> No, well, you nailed it. You nailed it. Well, it was well, exactly where we're going for. Throw it our but, way. Yeah, so Spider and that was Look, if one if anything good came out of nine eleven, it was the wow, this, you're this making bonus Spider Man issue. <laughs> there was lots of good things. Yeah. <laughs> the Patriot Act Together was awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, increase in military benefits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drone uh, strikes. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Drones? Yeah. Do you know we got Modern Warfare two out of that? That's a great game. It is a pretty sweet game. We wouldn't have had that if there was a pre nine eleven world. <laughs> You'd still be playing fucking World War II games. It's not the same, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Uh, I hate to admit it. You're right. So, are we going to keep talking about the 9/11 Spider-Man? No, because then no. you're going to want to. No. Oh yeah, the Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> the 9/11 not Spider-Man. In general. Not the 9/11 I, thing. I, I have an interesting comic book sort of connection where I actually had fallen out of comic books for about four years because they were all comic books were garbage. 
in like, from like 1997 to 2000. Dude, they were garbage before for a while too. Yeah, it, and I was just like, you know what? I was like, fuck this. I'm gonna try to get laid. You know, I was like, right at that age, I was like 16, and I'm like, I don't have time to benefit yeah. on shitty, shitty comics. Mm-hmm. And so I, what I did do, I read Wizard. For some reason, every month, <laughs> I always read Wizard, so I knew what was going on in comics, but I never, like, didn't like I, I never read comics, and it wasn't until uh, a history class I decided to write. Um, we could do anything on contemporary history, uh-huh. and I used the paper as comics as a historical medium, and it was right after uh, Bradford Wright wrote this really great book called. Uh, comic book history or something i forget i have it comic i have it in my, book, yeah, have it in my history or something. It's, it's bradford wright was the and then i started getting back into comics and i, I read um x-force by um peter milligan and mike allred mm. uh, which is in oh, my the zany opinion, run before remender made it uh by seal team six book by far x-force ecstatics is my favorite comic of the last 15 years Really, it's so good. Wow, <laughs> I know. I don't, it's like a minority decision, but whatever. No, and then that's a good. I mean, it's it's an interesting word. I just you don't hear yeah. that a lot. And I mean, then, so yeah, you're a minority there. I and, don't know why I'm talking. And then Straczynski took over Amazing Spider-Man, <sighs> and I started. Are we getting upset? Is <laughs> yes. that a problem? Yeah, because you have to he read wrote, his face. Oh, here's the John thing. Sorry, right man. Now. You can't. Straczynski. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't happy about it. I can't I blame him. Editors. He it's was, Casada. It was Casada. He was mad at Casada about it. Yeah, that's true. And and for every amazing thing Axel Alonso did going in and sort of taking charge joe casada was just like we're not gonna have wolverine smoke it's like wolverine should smoke i get that you don't want kids kids read wolverine but like they're not gonna be like if wolverine smokes cigars i'm gonna smoke a cigar like that's well and also you're talking about a character who has killed how many fucking people like yeah yeah, but we don't want them to smoke. You know, kids are running around <laughs> yeah. with knives on their hands, like throwing them at their friends with a cigar, and someone's like, "Put that cigar out." <laughs> and get back to what you're doing. But um, the Straczynski run was so great. The totem run that he did, you know, where he talked about um, sort of the totem yeah. animals. It was yeah. so brilliant yeah. and so just the idea that he said. Did the spider bite you and give the powers, or did you attract the spider to you? And all of a sudden, I read that, and for the first time reading a comic, I was like, what? <laughs> like, no. And then all of a sudden, I got back into comics, and I retroactively got, Ca- yeah, got like, ev- I bought, everything. I went on eBay, and I would buy just trade paperback lots. And I would go to every used bookstore, and I'd find every trade paperback, and I would read them. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are gaps. But I have, yeah. I have the collection I have of of, of graphic novels is insulting. <laughs> it's, it's almost like if you were in a third world country and I was like, and this is my bookshelf full of graphic novels, you'd be like, we want food. And I'm just like, I have all these comics. Like, it's that. It's that bad. Uh, but you know, but I don't care. But whatever. <laughs> I was born with a pretty good life, and so I have like, I have like. I have like over a thousand graphic novels. So you and Scrooge not, McDuck. Uh, yeah, I swim in comics. Swimming in comic books. Yeah. And that's not comic books. The comic oh, books are more. Sorry. Getting back to what we were talking about with the letters in Amazing Spider-Man, Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. I think that one of the things that resonated with people about Peter Parker and why so many people were upset when what happened happened and didn't want to give it a chance was that it kind of carried this notion with it. For one, Peter Parker has been, I think more so than any other Marvel character is like the most relatable. He's the one that, that, that geeks that comic book fans see themselves in. 
Mm-hmm. We see ourselves in him because he got bullied in school. He was a dork. Nobody liked him. He couldn't get the girl. And he's always... He's also somebody that teaches us, you know, because he's always doing the right he thing. he was a teacher. And, yeah, he was for a little bit. But he was also trying to do the right thing. Like, yeah. at, 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 at great cost to himself and his personal life. And... A character like that really resonates with a lot of people for a myriad of reasons, but we had fallen in love with Peter Parker as as a community, and to have him end in that way, where he loses, evil wins, and not only does it win, evil takes his form so, and wears it like a cheap suit. Oh, it's so brilliant! <laughs> like it's it is brilliant, but it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Welcome to stories. And, yeah. And, like, that, that's, they don't see that it's a big a part of a larger narrative. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. And that's why I ultimately was like, well, I'm still going to give Superior a shot because it is brilliant. I noticed that it was brilliant. And that's probably one of the reasons it made me so angry when I read it and it happened. I mean, I would have been more angry if they hadn't done that whole thing where you know, Doc Ock gets a tour of Peter Parker's memories and then that teaches him. like That scene is amazing where yeah. he's like, so, oh my God, this is... Your whole life, yeah. Dance like you always that. do the right thing. Dance, dance. Lots of genius. And you know who's a great a great combination of writers is when Dance Lot and Christos Gage work together. Christos Gage is so fucking awesome. I love you. <laughs> you hate me for this because he and I are we're, we yeah. watch Patriots games yeah, together, you, and you hate the New England Patriots. I hate the New England Patriots. <laughs> you know I, what? I will tell you, I cheered for them against the Broncos, though. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate Look, your support. I, my hatred for the Patriots is. It's it's fading. Do you but love Christos Gage more than you hate the Patriots? Way 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 more so. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. He he's a uh, he's awesome. And he's great. He, I love because he wrote Mighty Avengers with Dan Slott as well. Yeah. And there, the combination of those two guys is, it's just wonderful. Like well, it they, really is. When so when Brand New Day happened after when it was like after the Straczynski shit after the Civil War shit I took a it, time out. Yeah, well, it, comics took a time out. <laughs> no, there was good stuff. A there lot was, of the independent yeah. stuff. And Vertigo, that was when Vertigo owned so... Like, Vertigo was just, you know, pushing everyone else's dicks in the dirt. Like, Vertigo at that oh, time Vertigo, was Why the Last Man. The- um, you know, just they, they had, uh, you know, fables. They just had these mm-hmm. these books that were so far and above what... Well, Marvel was still putting out decent books around that time. But, you know, their stuff was like, oh, New Avengers was just fantastic and you know dc uh, was just trying to keep their head above water we're like we're gonna have a new crisis uh, <laughs> and, and meanwhile they're just like marvel had to rip the band-aid off of spider-man they did and that's it, exactly and it what was they the did. best thing they we're gonna done. give you four shitty comics and then we can reboot spider-man we can we can yeah. go back and like everybody's like oh my god this is so stupid how could strachinsky do it and it's like well it's okay number one he had his name taken off yeah yeah he's like uh like this is Casada is like you do it and he's like fine i'm under contract i'll do that well now everybody hates him because it well whatever we'll what, what did he do i mean just to be so one more day <laughs> is i think i think unanimously the most despised story arc in comic book history no i wouldn't say unanimously the no clone maybe not saga. unanimously well the clone saga yeah, he just yeah. wrote that down i actually like the clones I, I don't like the clone saga but what it what happened after the clone saga i can get into like the kane stuff the ben riley stuff i can get into all that um but i hate one more day more than the clone saga 
I do. You're also an adult and when the Clone Saga came out and you were a young teen when uh, <laughs> when One More Day came out you were an adult and yeah. when you when Clone Saga, Clone Saga you were a kid yeah. so that was much more Think about like did you love Age of Apocalypse with X-Men? That's no, I uh, I quit reading around that time. Oh, see I really liked it and I bet if I was 25 when Age of Apocalypse happened, they would have been like, oh, fuck this. This is stupid. Yeah. No, and I don't think that Clone Saga is necessarily good. I think it's garbage. But but it, it, some of the lasting implications of it, I'm okay with. And I'm more okay with it than One More Day. One More Day, what happened was... Um, Aunt May gets <laughs> shot. Uh, and then Spider-Man uh, gets all emo. <laughs> and then... There, she's gonna die, because she's 100. And she got <laughs> shot. She was... She has been old i don't yeah. understand his okay continue so then spider-man and mary jade are like oh my god what are we gonna do and spider-man's like i'm dark and gritty for eight issues no reason <laughs> back in black was the name of the the little precursor to this and then yeah. mephisto who is uh basically kind of the devil in the I know who, universe. i mean is it Mephisto, yeah. Mephistopheles, yeah, yeah, but he's like the devil, but not the devil. Yeah. Okay. He really only works in the magic Marvel world yeah. and sometimes the cosmic Marvel world. But when you start yeah. bringing him into shit like X Men and Spider Man yeah. and stuff, it's like, give me a fucking break. So he shows up and he goes, "Well, hello there, <laughs> Spider Man." Would you do anything to have him come back? And so yeah. everyone's like, "Oh no, it's Faust! It's so yeah. stupid!" And yeah. then he goes. I'm going to say this words out loud and I know it's going to sound stupid. He goes, I will save your aunt, but you have to give me, and he uses a little drum roll, he's like, your marriage. (laughs) (laughs) And so basically he wants, I want all of the love that you and Mary Jane shared. You'll never remember it. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, we're reading it and we're like, uh... You want the marriage? Yeah, you want the... God, that would have been sweet for me if I was just like, oh, if only I could have a million dollars. And then the devil showed up and he's like, you'll have to give me your marriage. And I'm like, that's a really good deal. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to pay to give up my marriage before. Now I'm going to make money for it. I'm in. Uh, And then Mary Jane's like, we have to do it. God. To save this woman who's going to die like in a month anyway. anyway yeah. <laughs> Let's sacrifice. Like, oh. And then Mephisto like re- un- undoes. <laughs> and it's here's it's what not it just is. the marriage though. It's other stuff it's, too. Like yeah, like the the Civil War reveal of his identity. Well, and, the Civil War reveal gets undone with a spell he has Doctor Strange cast. Oh yeah, well, it's whatever. Yeah, it gets all kind of jumbled it's all together. Ma- yeah. Magic happens, and then Spider Man goes back to being essentially a young freewheeling bachelor. Oh, okay. Uh, with you know, and it's. It's the Band-Aid. The, that, those four issues the, the, is the price you have to pay to start getting really to fun get Spider-Man stories yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Which is which well, but all those guys, Yeah, Dan Slott, Zeb Wells, Christos Gage, and um, there's like two or three other guys yeah, yeah. that started after Brand New Day, or that started mm-hmm. with Brand New Day, and they were all on the same page. And it's like, it's, it's so seamless. Like, yeah. for a while, you can't tell who's writing what and, issues yeah, or had, what parts they're writing. You know, and you had these, so good. these switched-up artists. So you had, like, you know, um, Steve McNiven was, I believe, mm-hmm. the first one. And then and then you'd get these other really great artists. You'd get guys like Phil Jimenez show up. And Phil just Jimenez have, is good, yeah. He's awesome. I like, though, Stefano Caselli is probably my favorite. Yeah, He's yeah. my favorite. He's, a, he's, he's my favorite great. Spider-Man artist ever. Ever? Ever. Well... 
That's okay. You no, can say that. Who, uh, Ramita, <laughs> sorry. Obviously. Really? I gotta go with Ramita. I see, with the Silver Age guys, I always have this feeling like I'm wrong. But I, <laughs> but I, I always look at it and I'm just like, just because you were the first doesn't mean you were the best. Yeah. Like I always feel like everyone's like, Jack, this is. I feel. I feel like I'm anyone who says hate. Ditko is wrong. Uh, <laughs> when people are like Jack Kirby was the greatest artist, I'm like, no, 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 no. He had the greatest influence. But there are better artists after Jack Kirby. Okay, Kirby's and I though. get it. Like I even, I even saw an argument. I think online between. Rob Liefeld and Ryan Otley, where <laughs> Rob Liefeld goes, Jack Kirby's the greatest artist of all time. Anyone that says anything is wrong. And then Ryan Otley. Isn't, isn't, just, just, isn't Rob Liefeld's whole life just being like, this is my opinion. If you disagree, you're wrong. Yeah, but <laughs> his opinions are always like, everything's wonderful. Uh, and He still can't draw feet. No, or ankles. It's, no, his feet are great. His feet are fine. It's the ankles. You know what? I actually feel... Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's he, a great guy. He's super. He he's cool, and he was actually a huge follower of my the Twitter account that I run, the um, Fake Steranko. Fake Steranko, and I saw that he was retweeting us, so I wrote a dig tweet about him, <laughs> where I was just like, I was like, so I looked at the piece and I said, yeah, Rob, the character looks great, but he has no way to carry anything. <laughs> How's he going to carry his accessories? Yeah, I, I remember that tweet, goes, actually. Consider that. You know, like, that was... The, and then he stopped retweeting. <laughs> I like pouches, man. Yeah, it was just, like, one of those things where... And I don't know why I felt the need to be that much of an asshole for somebody that, you know... And I don't actually have a problem with Rob Liefeld. I actually... Um, you know, if people are willing to buy his uh, art, his whole meltdown about Scott Snyder was kind of shitty. That he and Scott are cool now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I talked to Scott about that, and I was like, "Hey, that was a thing, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's just people." You yeah, know, people he's like people, and when it's on, you can't read tone. Yeah, uh, and it's 140 characters at a time. It was awesome. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. And, to uh, behold. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh, this is fun." I'm thought i liked scott snyder before no and, but like this the the leafeld has leafeld ever done spidey he I did him in, so. in a couple issues of x-force is x-force the first the, like the two issues like two or three two and three or the th one three or four yeah because whenever todd, black tom cassidy blew up the world trade yeah because todd which uh, is uh, <laughs> boy did they get the wrong ethnicity in that one huh? <laughs> <laughs> they went Irish, Irish people. Was... Irish people are gonna blow up the World Trade Center. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. No. It was. Uh, yeah. Because it was Todd McFarlane was on Spider Man. That was and last... Liefeld was doing X Force, and so. that was their last. I think Todd left, and then Liefeld left like the month. Yeah, after. and Larson took over on Spider Man, which was awesome, dude. I, his return of the Sinister Six story is. Oh my god! So yeah, yeah. The, with the Hulk stuff and everything. Yeah, where and... it like brings in the Hulk and Sleepwalker and the Fantastic Four and Ghost Rider and Sandman gets Solo turned into Nova. glass and yeah. shattered. Oh, and then God. he becomes and then he comes back as like moving a, glass. glass man yeah. basically and shoots all the glass in yeah. the dark. oh god was, eric larson is another one of those guys who just showed up and was just like oh by the way i'm fucking awesome and just like started doing this crazy art if you've ever seen have you ever uh he draws like a like um a machine he holds a pen i'm, I'm holding the he holds a pen up in front of him like where it's hanging from his hand and he moves it like you'd be that's not having, even possible. He, do, he does. It. I watched him do it, and it's he like holds it up like that, and he draw. And I was like, "How are you drawing, like a robot? Like how are you <laughs> like a robot? That's like how you robot. say like a, you're a super, super villain now." And then there, I've seen he's he's a very you're sort Zoidberg. Of, he's very a <laughs> robot. Why are you drawing like a robot? <laughs> um, 
but yeah, and I was just like, and that, he's gone on Twitter and he's been like, anchors are useless. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> That's a <laughs> no, shitty they're thing to not. say. No, no, they're not. What would Jim Lee be if Scott Williams didn't exist? Like, anchors are crazy important. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he was just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when did you start reading Spider-Man comics? Like, when uh, did you like super before? I probably understood what I was reading. Mm-hmm. You know, before yeah. I could follow the stories, I was very much one of those. Like, I could have read Untold Tales of Spider-Man and it would have been fine. Like, I didn't, I didn't care. Like, I didn't care what it was. I didn't care. Were you, so you were like elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Oh yeah. What was elementary school? Were you? Were you? You got bullied. Yeah. <laughs> as did I. As I'm boy. sure John did. You've seen pictures Lydia, of me. Did as you a get kid, bullied? Right? No. No. <laughs> no. I wasn't I got made like fun you of losers. Sometimes. She's like, yeah. I was a pretty About girl. my nose. <laughs> no, no, no. We I, don't get bullied. I, I mean, I had a big nose. I mean, I have a big nose. I got made fun of for that. Oh, I have one of those too, and I was fat. So <laughs> I was never fat. That's right. I, I guess never that's noticed the thing. your big nose before. Yeah, it's kind of big. I got made fun of for being a lesbian a lot. Like, I got. Well, but you, and you're not no i'm not <laughs> it's not an insult that's a it's not a sexy it wasn't insult. it wasn't oklahoma but it wasn't to me i was just like i don't give a fuck whatever yeah. <laughs> you can think i'm a lesbian that's so frustrating to bullies when people are just like whatever you moron yeah that's probably why they yeah. didn't bully me so. Plus, yeah so, i mean who's gonna bully me really yeah, no, yeah, you're, really. you're the best. Yeah. No, I mean, like, <laughs> what's the point? It's like, who's going to bully me? Comic book nerds? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you got... Oh, sorry. So, no, I was going to do the same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll let you do it. No, so you got bullied. <laughs> Tell us about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> was that good, you guys? Yeah. No, no, um, here's the thing. Like, I, what I'm, a good daddy. I was a very... <laughs> I was a very specific type of bullied where my brother was like shitty to me because he was older than yeah, me. Well, and, and he was like, yeah. he was more fit. He was a wiener, but he was still like thin. And so he could. Is this uh, in like elementary, me. middle school? growing this up. This is in Massachusetts. And then, yeah, yeah. Um, what town in Massachusetts? Uh, in Charlton, Massachusetts. Okay. I'm from Wareham. Uh, no, Wareham? Yeah, Wareham. <laughs> Wareham. Wareham. Wareham is what the people who uh, live and, there say. Andover. Andover. <laughs> And over. Uh, so I was I was from uh, uh, I was there and and then uh, I was chubby <laughs> I was always chubby like I I just I liked chips. Are you still on the Wareham thing in no. your head? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very defensive about Wareham over here. Why did I live like, there? Look, <laughs> like, this I is what we say. say you will say it like this. It's funny because I do know that by the way. I know, but did you live there? Oh God, no. But that's what the people that live there say it. So isn't that right? If that's what I they don't say. know. Anyway, go it is on. If they the people, the people that live in Amarillo probably call it Amarillo, but it's not how it's pronounced. Amarillo. We, we call go. it Amarillo, but I was and ch- there's people in art. Never mind, go on. So I was fat. Basically, <laughs> I was fat, but I was one of those. Like I was very open. I was very class clowny, but also fat at the same time. Where it was like I always spoke my mind, and everyone was probably like, "What a fucking fat loser!" <laughs> and I would always get people. I remember. I remember somebody yelling as I was going upstairs, yelling that I like I waddled when I walked and stuff. But I was also a shitty Just kid. Making observations. I was also shitty. Like, I understand, like, I'm not saying, like, I was a victim all the time. I was a victim, and then I also was shitty to other people Uh because, 
that's every person. Is it like Tina Fey's character in 30 Rock? No, because I was actually picked on. I wasn't like... Okay. Because her character in 30 Rock was the aggressor as soon as somebody even talked to her. But she, in her head, she believes that she's picked on. No, I I know. Whenever they had the flashbacks to her younger years. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. But you... Okay, so but your response to that was what made you shittier before... Yeah, well... You know, I just like it's it's easy to say funny, mean things. Yeah, it's so easy. <laughs> so wait, would you instigate it or just no, whenever somebody? No, I would st- never. Okay. But I mean, I was like super ADHD kid anyway. Okay. So, but I so I, I yeah I, I miss my medication so much. Oh, I take it. I take I take God, medication. another thing I'm I, left out of. Oh my God! I, I wish I, that was the one thing I miss about teaching is I had really good insurance and I had medication <laughs> so you and uh, get your pills. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I just, I was like a, I was a nerd. I was like a sci-fi comic book. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I was one of those ones I didn't get to read. Everyone's like, well, did you read the, you know, the token of Shannara and all these big novels? And I'm like, I don't have the attention span to read a novel. <laughs> Me too. I was that way too. Did you ever do Dungeons and Dragons? No. I could never, whenever, whenever my <laughs> friends would get me into d and I would, the character building part, awesome. I was way into it. I would love the care. And then as soon as the game started, you I was like, I'm fucking You're like, I'm bored. Out. I'm bored. Yep. I'm going home. You got a PlayStation? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was actually a collectible card game guy. I was a. Uh, I was nationally ranked in the Star Wars collectible card game. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes, I, I wish you could just show all of the three of our faces when yep. you said that. Because <laughs> I saw you guys and I felt myself making a face. So. <laughs> Everybody made Jeff yeah, made a face. If you're watching or listening to this, the face you made, put yeah. that on. Well, I made yeah. like one of those, like, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just said. Oh, I loved it though. I loved that game. I still do. And, yeah. and now I have this like disturbing knowledge of the Star Wars original saga. Like I know all of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I, yeah. So I, I actually do a bit where I talk about how when I'm talking to girls, I'm so terrible that I try to say things I think are cool, and then I end up being like. I could name all the aliens in the cantina in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, and then, and then, and then things just girl, go right like, down. Yeah, like maybe ninety-nine out of a hundred girls not into it, but you get one girl that's like, "I want you to name them during sex, <laughs> like Laxivrick." I want Dice you to name them come. while I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on them; she won't be coming. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, does she have high expectations? <laughs> but it's, that's definitely one of those things where those girls that are like, "I'm a nerd," and then I'm just like, "Oh, really? Okay, well, here's my world." And then they're like, "Oh, I'm not a nerd. I'm sorry. I just, I like sci-fi." But sometimes. can you like? I mean, you've you've met women that are nerds. Yeah, yeah there's that some, are that. Like, I've made a lot of nerds by injection. I think would be the way. <laughs> I met a lot of girls that would be like, uh, you know, I'd be like, "Welcome." I just got that. Yeah. Welcome just, to my world. Right and then away. all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, I'm I'm in this world now." Like, yeah, I've had two girls that had never so even you're picked like, up a comic. So you are like the Terrigen mists. Yes. <laughs> and these girls I are am, like the Inhumans. I am Inhuman. Yeah. And then you you get in them. Yes. And it turns on their inhuman power. Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. And I also worked at a comic book store for years, too. Like, I know, like, comic books are literature, and people don't get it. Yeah. And it takes somebody who's outside, and then I'm be like, well, actually, you know, if you'd like, there's these really wonderful books. They're not superhero. You know, here's fables. Here's why the last man. I was like, give it a read. It's actually a really mm-hmm. wonderful story. Yeah. And then that's usually like, oh, I like this. What else do you have? And then eventually I'm just like, now you read Ms. Marvel or something like that. Like... <laughs> That, yeah, that's, now, now, yeah, now that you're in at this level, yeah. let's uh, 
fucking like here's yeah. uh here's the boys and yeah. then you're gonna jump you're not gonna get any of the jokes in that because you don't read superhero comics so before you read the boys actually here's all of the avengers yeah. west coast powers <laughs> powers is a it was a good one a good mm-hmm. transitional book and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet it is. my ex liked it so much she did retro girl as yeah. a as a costume it was pretty cool so when you so you were a nerd you were bullied you were fat you were a piece of shit you were worthless but I'm, but I'm not a victim <laughs> I was bullied but I also turned it around so I never go on that thing and be like I was picked on and I was a lonely nerd it's like I wasn't lonely I was just a fat was. kid that was picked on because I was a fat kid did you have oh, Jesus. good friends that were in yeah your, I had, you a, know, I like had a, a core of friends that yeah. were yeah we, so Andy didn't <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had, at one point, so eventually, like, I made friends, yeah. but it was it was like by default because we were all the kids that all got picked on. Yeah, and so it was just like, well, I guess there's no one else for us to hang yeah. out, so let's hang out together. Yeah, we all like toys. No. You strike me that like you had a group of friends, you probably were kind of the leader of that group of friends, sort of. Mm, I don't know. Maybe I I never really. We never really assigned those things, you know. I was like, I was like the, <laughs> I guess I, I was the big. I was Did you wear big. the blue? You didn't wear the blue bandana. You didn't wear the blue. I'm from the East Coast. I don't understand mask. that reference. But are your Ninja friends? Turtles. Oh, Ninja! Oh, the the Leonardo thing. Yeah. But your friends are they into Spider Man too? Are you guys friends? Yeah, because yeah. You had co- I had comic book nerd friends. I had yeah. sci fi. Like we were, we always like watched Aliens and you know all these like sci fi yeah. movies and you know. But is that what got you into, like? Uh, is that what you? Was that your point of relatability with? Was that your point of reference for Spider Man? Friends or Spider Man? For Spider Man, when when you were, when you identify with the character, when did that happen? Was that high school? I, was that later? Uh, oh yeah, probably probably uh, you know elementary to middle school, and then and then probably again college. It wasn't really again until college. Even though I loved the character uh-huh. straight through, there was there was no Spider Man action. Sort of in my high school. It wasn't really until I re, re- got back into comics and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, yeah. I and what this. was it about the character that immediately like? I like the sacrifice. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like not. No, that a, not was just like joke. I was like expect like I was not expecting a serious answer. <laughs> no, I I, <laughs> I like the sacrifice. I, uh, one of the things I do, and I don't like advertising it but i like doing i think i feel like people should have nice nice things happen to them Mm -hmm. and i like doing nice things for people yeah and i don't like getting paid for it or something like i'd Mm -hmm. like to just do those things and so i i've always seen that in him as always being willing to do good things for people and never asking back well and that's that whole i mean even in the beginning of it when he first becomes spider-man he's doing it for money yeah. He's doing it just for money, and then he makes the biggest boner move ever, and it's like, just make the check out to Spider-Man, and it's like, oh, no bank's going to take that. I was like, okay, then but, Peter Parker. Yeah, <laughs> but then, then his, you know, then Uncle Uncle Ben dies, and that, like, really teaches him about responsibility and everything. And then, for a brief moment, when Aunt May is, like, having to pawn jewelry and shit like that, because they're in financial trouble, mm-hmm. he's like, well, I could just rob banks. And then immediately, like, that idea is gone. Like, and then he never addresses it again. It's just like, I could do this thing and get money, and then it's like, whoa, 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 no. He should have just played baseball. <laughs> he or, like, been, or like yeah. been like a UFC fighter or something like that. Like, yeah. He would have just been so good at it. Yeah, I don't know why he quit wrestling. He only wrestled the once, and then that was, he was yeah, done with it. He's only like, oh no, I made all this money. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's what he should have done. He should have been like, oh, make it to Spider Man. And then he's like, I can't do that. And he's like, all right, Peter Parker, if you tell anybody who I am, I will murder you. 
you see what I can do? Yeah, I'll I don't tear know why, your fucking yeah. head off. There's like ways around that. Yeah, about that check thing. I don't know why he didn't just like oh, he was shitty. He could have just said, "Well, make it out to my friend." Well, he was also Peter a Parker, teenager. We'll come back later and pick it up. He was also a teenager. It out to cash. He was a teenager. Teenagers he was also a stupid. genius. Well, yeah. No, yeah, no. A, ge- a science genius is yeah. not a is not a, a social true. genius. Trust me, not I was a teacher. All. I had a lot of brilliant kids that were morons, like that <laughs> couldn't navigate their way yeah, socially I, out a of the paper bag. Brilliant yeah. adults that are morons yeah. that don't yeah. know how to navigate oh, yeah. socially. Go to an open mic. <laughs> I know exactly in the comedy <laughs> world. Yeah, yeah. Um, he now then it's the sacrifice. It's the doing the doing what's right thing Dude, at, the fact, at any cost. The fact that a guy has this ability to do wonderful things without having people without having to get paid for it understanding that it's a hardship but not not changing it mm-hmm. that's that's huge i yeah. love that i I'm, i i aspire to be something like that even though he's a fictional character i get mm-hmm. that i aspire to want to be a better person even though i'm a terrible person i want to be that guy like yeah. I, you know there's yeah, you want, exactly. no motivation I, 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 outside of just you wanting yeah to be yeah like, yeah same here i mean it's for me i think the ultimate connection between me and him isn't so much the sacrifice as it is the um the guilt it's that that burden of guilt that he has like that's to me i mean the sacrifice definitely i'm into but it's but but my first point of reference to him my first point of relatability with him is that uh, guilt, especially involving that death. explains so especially much. Especially involving you. the death right? of loved ones. Uh, like I really like connect to that. You're about to say something deep right now. No, um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm done talking. <laughs> no, but that's okay. That's the point that I connect to with him, and when, and it's the, but it's, it has the same result for me. Whereas, like I, I kind of like, especially reading Superior Spider-Man mm-hmm. and the whole run there. I'm like, oh god, I'm like, I got to the end, and I was like, oh god, I'm Doctor Octopus. Like that's who I am. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> I'm that guy. I think I'm that I, piece of yeah, shit. One, but I want to be Spider Man. The humility you know in I mean? Spider Man. Yeah, I and, want that humility. Mm-hmm. I want that like that d- doing shit even when it's rough. Because I won't do shit even when it's inconvenient for me. Do you ever read the um, the the Juggernaut to the two part Juggernaut story? Where he's Juggernaut's going after Madam Web and Spider Man's fighting him, knowing that there's no way he can stop him, but yeah. he's fighting him the whole mm-hmm. way, knowing that he'll do whatever it that, takes. Like that's huge. That happens a lot for him, and especially those like huge events, like the mm-hmm. ends of the Earth, yeah, uh, Spider Island for fuck's sake, yeah. like any of those. It's just like you, you. He he kind of goes into it being like I'm gonna lose this. He's street level, but I got no, nothing else. To, yeah, you know. he's street level. Uh, he's a street level hero that's mm-hmm. you know going in cosmic yeah, uh, but, against cosmic powers, and he's willing to go against them. And yeah. He's willing to get his ass kicked. Which I can't remember what story it is where they were somebody brought him into something, and someone was like, and they were like, "What really? This guy? Like he's nobody. He's he's like he's." He's street level. He's not an Avenger. He can't do. He is, but like he's not one. He's not Thor. He he's not Iron Man. He can't like fuck shit up. And they're just like, you don't get him then. Like you don't understand why he's the best. Like, yeah, his, he's he, the perfect. He um, Silver Sable, I think, in Ends of the Earth or something, or yeah. maybe before that, vouches for him too. There's um Civil War. His turn, like he was the the moral compass of Civil War. It, it, absolutely, and, absolutely. Um, well, him and and I think Luke Cage's stand. Yeah, in New Avengers great. number forty-one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, oh but, god, I'm such a nerd. But yeah, uh, his he is. You're right. He is absolutely the moral, moral compass of that storyline of the Civil War. Story oh yeah, line. no, he 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 definitely is. If you read it, you know he goes from 
he's that he's the public he mm-hmm. does like do i go this way do i go that way is it you know security versus freedom mm-hmm. and safety and all that and every time his his sole concern in the decisions that he's making and the opinion he has and the stance he has is always the safety of the of the public mm-hmm. it's always that's his concern throughout the entire thing it's not what's what's righteous or what's blah 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 it's like what is going to keep the most people safe yeah. And then, and then we had the uh, the movies, and the movies were all right until number three. Uh, and then this new Amazing Spider-Man, I think, is is wonderful. Uh, it got uh, the like, character right. It I got like, the character more right. Yeah, than... I think Peter Parker's to Peter Parker himself. I think um, he's what's his name? Tobey Maguire was a bit better of a Peter Parker, a little bit more of like a mousy nerd. I feel like Andrew Garfield's, Andrew Garfield's a better too, Spider-Man. Too too handsome. He's well, he's and like he also way too he's like a, and, he like skateboards, yeah. and he he did, I don't even remember if he wore glasses he's or not. More, he's more Ultimate Spider-Man, but he's yeah, he's like he's cooler, he's hipper, and that kind of bugged me. But ultimately, like the pathos of him gets me more in Andrew Garfield than Tobey Maguire's like kind yeah. of blank slate of a face. Uh, yes, it, well, yeah, um, he was mousier as Peter Parker, and I mm-hmm. thought that was important. But you know, it's yeah, different because Peter Parker and, was yeah. a mousy, a mousy guy, and so there are there are a lot, which of is great... why the Spider-Man dynamic is always like, mm-hmm. or the juxtaposition there is always so interesting to me because when he's Spider-Man, he's mouthing off to everybody, he's making yeah. jokes, he's being a fucking, he's a kind of being an asshole in some mm-hmm. points. But it's like it's that everything that he keeps down as Peter Parker is coming out through the Spider-Man mouthpiece. If I can suggest uh, some storylines for people to read if they've made it this far, um, Spider-Man Tangled Web was a comic series. It was an anthology series that's all about the people mm-hmm. whose lives are affected by Spider-Man. He's not the central yeah. character. And that's great because he also, more than any other character, has such a rich cast of supporting characters yeah. in the Spider-Man and like stories. The, the first one was, I think, um, Garth Ennis wrote the first oh. run. And it's just so, it's such a, it's so, there's really wonderful, and you get art, you know, and, and writing, you know, you get stuff like these artists like Duncan Fergredo and Kari Andrews and all mm-hmm. these, it's, it's Spider-Man Tangled Web. You can find them like really cheap. Like you go to a convention, you can find them in the $5 trade okay. bins and, and they're really, really amazing. Tangled Web number 13 takes place in a bar. It's a villain bar. And it oh, is, is it, the, uh, God, what's the name of the villain bar? I, I can't remember that he yeah. ends up busting it up and there's like a crew. No, no, he never shows up. No, 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 it, not in that oh, yeah. issue. But I mean, later on in the, yeah. uh, oh, in, in the, the, in the, the, series, in the regular yeah. amazing spider. If, if you remember the Batman, the animated series, uh, almost got him episode where they're all talking about, it's all like stories of how they almost got Batman. It's oh, basically, yeah. it's a uh, Craven two. And uh, the vulture, and, so, and they're just telling these stories about why Spider-Man's an asshole, and it's <laughs> yeah. so it's so perfectly written. And there's just all these like little sidebars, and I, I really forget who wrote it. I think Duncan Fergretto did the art. Ma- no, I don't think he did. But uh, it's so good. Like Tangled Web is one of those stories that mm-hmm. n- most people haven't heard of, and it's just really good. Do you uh, do you have like a, a what you believe to be a definitive? Spider-Man story. Uh, the definitive Spider-Man story might be. Oh, geez, that would be tough. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's no, that's tough. I will say one of my favorite runs is there was a run of it was either Peter Parker Spider-Man or Spectacular Spider-Man in like two thousand four, and it was the story of like a games master, and they were basically taking bets on how long it would take Spider-Man to kick the shit out of a villain, <laughs> yeah. and. Um, 
and it was just perfectly it was zeb wells did it and there's this one scene with scorpion where spider-man I don't know, it's a really funny where Spider-Man webs the tail of Scorpion to Scorpion's leg and Scorpion goes and attacks him and he's like, oh, you missed blah, blah, blah. And you can see there's like the, a little snap um, thing in there and then you see like Scorpion looking all evil and then you see his fucking leg dangling next to him because it's hanging <laughs> from the tail because he basically broke his leg and it's just kind of there. And it's just the most perfect, perfectly written to drawn mm-hmm. uh run it's like i think it's like peter Par. it's in the low 40s or, or the the mid 40s or mid 50s of the volume two i think okay um that's a really just a, a perfect like encapsulates the whole spider-man um series i think um i think the uh straczynski's a uh, beginning of his amazing spider-man run might be actually before one more day yeah yeah, yeah i get it i get it that might be that might be those first two or three volumes might be wonderful, and that was actually I think this was one of the covers. This was uh, Amazing Spider-Man number fifty oh. by J. Scott Campbell is on the shirt that I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. That's good. J. Scott Campbell did uh, those covers, and they're amazing. And I'm not even yeah. a huge fan of his. No, but he. But yeah, yeah. I was at a comic con. I'm gonna. I was at a comic con once, and J. Scott Campbell's table was next to Art Adams' table, Ooh. and J. Scott Campbell had this huge line, and Art Adams was empty. What? And I almost flipped over all of the tables because Art Adams is, in my opinion, the greatest artist of comic books. Wow. He is. He is the my. He's great. He, yeah. he, he's the king of texture. Uh, he draws texture better than anybody I could imagine, and I just the amount of work and effort that art Adams puts into his work. I can't see another artist coming close. Wow. And I don't think he's done a lot of (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. We didn't get nearly into it. I would have loved to have gotten deeper in that. We got sidetracked. We did. Well, we did. Cause that's what happens. I'm assuming every episode. Is that? Yeah. 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 But I dressed up for you. You did. You I were did. one of. I'm trying to think. There was two other people that have uh, worn shirts. Chucky. Chucky. Zach Con wore a oh. Chucky shirt, and Phil Gold wore a Silver Surfer shirt. Phil Gold. And uh, you were in your Spider-Man I, I shirt. Like, I feel like Rivers had a thing too. Like, no, I guess not. I had to choose which Spider-Man shirt to wear. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I have zero Spider-Man shirts. I can't believe that I have zero Spider-Man shirts. I got a new shirt that's uh, a, an X-Men Back to the Future mix. It's oh, I saw that Back online. Back to the Future yeah. past. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. Wolverine. It's by Tom Whalen, who's a, an amazing artist. And I was just like, okay, I'll have it. <laughs> I was like, that's not even an issue. I'm getting it. Um, but yeah, no, I would have loved... I, I, You know, Spider-Man is such a, a, an incredible yeah. thing. The, uh, yeah, I would, I would say... Straczynski's beginning run, maybe the Spider-Man Juggernaut line that might mm. be a good uh, a good one there, and then some of the Silver Age, a lot of the Silver Age Spider-Man's garbage, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I hate to admit it. It was important. It was significant. Uh, whatever. Uh, and then Brand New Day. Brand New Day is really great. Brand stuff. New Day is fantastic. Um, yeah. Read Dan Slott's Spider-Man stuff. If Dan Slott anything wrote a Dan Spider-Man Slott, story, anything read Dan Slott, Zeb Wells, Zeb Wells, or Chris Stokes Gage wrote yeah. is just going to be incredible. Do that, and then you know, uh, as Avenging as, Spider-Man is a great book because yep. it, it gives a you could showcase these other yeah. heroes in it. It's like a team-up book. Yeah, but. although I don't think Joe Matarira's art in it, I was not really digging. Um, Jeff Loeb does great Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Spider-Man Blue. Spider-Man Holy Blue. Sh- that's that it be, for me. That's yeah. the one for me. Spider-Man Blue. That's the one for me. That's yeah. like that's I think the definitive. 
Because again, that's all about the guilt and death, and that's what I yep. connect to there about the character. I have a t- Plus, it's a bunch of jazz songs referenced I, in it. I have a Tim Sale Spider-Man sketch. Are you serious? And, uh, uh, in both in the hardcover of Blue, I have it signed by Jeff and, and Tim, and I also have an actual Spider-Man sketch by Tim. Well, uh, I'll have to show you my I'm sketchbook. And show, I have you. a Scotty Young black uh, black cat Whoa. that he did for me for like. 15 bucks that's cool back in the day he's super cool scotty young might be my favorite spider-man artist even though he very rarely works on spider-man stuff he is probably one of my favorite artists really he just yeah. does all the only thing i know about him is all the little kid his, little he's such a good stuff. cartoonist yeah he's like one of the best illustrators like yeah. he, he can really i have his uncanny avengers cover i think yeah that's a good one yeah yeah but i mean it's very it's very cartoony so yeah. people might not like it but he's just a, he's brilliant um are you excited for the movie? Yeah. Uh, the new one? Uh, yeah, although after seeing Captain America 2, uh, I think the bar has been set pretty high. Yeah, yeah. So X-Men and Amazing Spider-Man are just... I'm trying to get in to see it early. Yeah. For my The reason, by the way, we said the Modern Mom thing before. I get into all these movies about almost a month before other people and i just have to review them so i see these movies really really early and that's why <laughs> yeah john's flipping you off yeah no i get it but people are like oh you were from modern mom i'm like yeah and it's a great way no, to write saw, fun yeah. stuff i don't know if you've you do write fun stuff I, yeah and and then i I'm just like i interviewed a muppet like <laughs> like i got to meet a muppet yeah so yeah you could make fun of me for writing on a mom i'm not blog. making fun of you i just think it's it it's sounds funny. funny you have a, you're, you sell it in a funny way yeah. uh i interviewed constantine Constantine is the evil oh, no. Kermit, uh, and he does. Uh, it's great. I actually did. There's audio of him um, doing like uh, doing his Kermit impression on Modern Mom, where I, I I you can read my interview, and then at the end I have him do a Kermit impression, and it's so brilliant. It's, interviewing a Muppet. I know this isn't Muppet thing, but it's the most surreal experience of your life. I can't even imagine. Oh my god! Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I have an NDA on that either. So I'll have to tell you about it. It's really okay. It's really weird. Um, no Spider Man Muppets though. No, nope, I used to have Spider-Man posters hanging up on my wall. Did you have the McFarlane one? That no, cool one? Humberto Ramos. Oh, uh, okay. Who's also a great Spider-Man artist. But he's, a lot of people yeah, don't like him. A lot of people don't. I, uh, I'm i sort of on the fence about him. Uh, okay. I'm sort of on the fence about him. Um, although I am excited for Amazing Spider-Man number one to come back. Yeah. I'm really stoked about it. Uh, I'm stoked for the movie, too. I don't know. I would like to see for once. I just wish Marvel could have done it. I, I want to see... I want you know what I mean. Like I want every, what everybody wants. I want Spider Man in the Marvel universe with the Avengers, and I want I like them separate. I want the fucking origin story told right. I like them separate. You do? I do. Ugh, I don't. I think it sometimes it gets a little bit muddled. I think when Spider Man gets too much on his plate, he stops being super Spider Man y when he's yeah. all Avengers y. I, I just well, like I like that issue. I don't but if if Marvel had ever regotten him, I would actually want to keep him away from the Avengers, at least for a long while. I would like to keep him there just to just to kind of showcase the contrast. But I, I but I do there is one thing there's a line uh, at one point in one of the amazing Spider-Mans, like towards the end, like during the dance slot run, where uh, you know he's like mad or something. It's during Spider Island because everybody has spider powers, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, I don't I'm not special anymore, or whatever." And Mary Jane's like, "Spider-Man's not what makes you special. Yeah. Peter Parker is what makes you Bam. special." And that, to me, that's like the whole thing. See, like, I liked Daredevil. Always refused to join the Avengers mm-hmm. for like ever. And he's and that gave a, like because the Avengers is too much of a Deus Ex Machina for a villain. Yeah. Like a villain comes in, he's like, "Oh, now Thor just bashed his face in, and now I don't have to worry about it." <laughs> yeah. Like with Spider Man being alone, he has to actually face problems That's without because every, everyone watching would be like, "Well, where was Thor?" 
Yeah. You know, or that happens so much You're right, that it's yeah. just like, no, I, I like them separate. I actually got some of that watching Captain America too. Yeah. Amazing <laughs> like, Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man 2 looks like it'll be all right, but I get dizzy watching the previews. Yeah, the trailers don't do much for me. Yeah, like uh, I'm it's one of those things where I'm like, whoa. As a Sinister I, 6 fan, I'm excited that that's what they're building towards. Um, but It's like they're rushing it. They, I believe I'm a, I it agree. Every every agree. studio but Marvel Studios is rushing the mm-hmm. shit out, except for actually Fox. Fox isn't rushing anything with the X Men stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're just like, yeah, this is where we're going. Yeah, with it's just it. too I, much I respect. <laughs> I respect. I respect Fox's decision to not uh, to not push everything so fast. They make some shitty movies, um, oh, but. Speak of the devil. Oh, <laughs> that's weird. That's weird. That's really. I got a text from Phil Jimenez after mentioning his name on. That's really weird. He's a super cool guy. Super nice. No, I don't know any of these guys. I should meet him. I can introduce you to him. <laughs> Just come to a convention with me. One of these days, I will. Uh, Comic Con. Comic Con's this summer, but I hate Comic Con. Yeah, I. I it's be the. Out of town it's anyway. the worst. Com- uh, Comic Con is the worst. It's just everything's. Everyone's in the way. It's like a giant carnival. And then, you know, yeah. like everyone's just working their asses off. And they're like very like Nazi-ish about if you get a table, you have to be at your table like all the time. There are people that come and check on the tables to make sure well, you're at your table. I've never been. Um, it's It's gotten, I don't know. It's gotten so far away from... Best comic book conventions to go to are C2E2 in Chicago, Baltimore Comic Con, Boston Comic Con. And actually, Kamikaze in LA is getting really great. Yeah, and Kamikaze I'd like to go to. Emerald City in Emerald Seattle. City, like, yeah. Uh, and Albuquerque Comic Expo is actually really good. Oh, that's right. I got you to go to there. I got to go there last year as sort of a guest, and uh, it was awesome. It was wh- like you're, I was in Albuquerque, and I was like, really? And like the guests were like amazing. <laughs> okay, I know. I'm, I get. I get. I get sidetracked a lot. So. <laughs> we gotta go. I know. Uh, would you really quick? Yes or no? Would you trade places with Spider Man? Right now? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I like that answer. <laughs> There's a thing that happens in the last issue of Superior Spider-Man that the makes one, me to say definitely yes. The one that he and Chris wrote together? Uh, I think so. I think I it's Chris's onslaught. It. Yeah, I it, actually bought it. Yeah, it's the end of the Glob- Goblin Nation storyline. Yeah. It's, it's what leads. Okay, I won't, I won't spoil it for you, but it's great. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming by, buddy. I had the most fun. I love, I love talking about Spider-Man. Yeah. And it was really fun. And thank you guys. Thanks. I got to. I got to. I got to talk a lot about Spider Man and not have people call me an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> not not be we were like all just whatever thinking loser. It. Yeah. This is a safe place. Is it? I feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> no. I really do feel safe. Well, you know what they say: with great podcast comes great responsibility. <laughs> ah. All right. Thanks, Jeff May, for coming by and talking with us about Spider-Man, uh, a.k.a. Peter Parker or Peter Palmer, depending on uh, if you think that the second issue of Amazing Spider-Man is the uh, way, the truth, and the light regarding the character. Uh, I don't know why they called him that in that episode or that issue. I've still never figured it out. Um, but it was a good, co- good talk. We could talk for hours and hours and hours about Spider-Man. I know I could. Uh, so we might uh, we might have another conversation about Spider-Man or any other character. I think Gwen Stacy would be an interesting character to talk about from that world. Um, hell, even J. Jonah Jameson would be good. But uh, yeah, that was fun. Thanks, Jeff, for coming by. Um, check out his uh, the Mobby blog for his reviews on movies and uh, things of that nature. 
He's uh, he's a good dude, good stand-up comic. And uh, th- thanks for listening, guys. Uh, you can check us out on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, give us some feedback if you want via Twitter at PeopleWeKnowPod or uh, email us at PeopleWeKnowPod at gmail.com. Uh, it's all, you know, it's all gravy. You guys, uh, remember to be responsible with your powers out there. Thanks for listening.